Caution, learning in progress. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Smarter Every Season. I am Nate Burnham, and with me is Freya Watson. Freya, how are we doing today? We're doing great. Good. Keeping busy? Always. There is never a dull moment here and never a moment where there's something that doesn't need to be done. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. What's, What's keeping us busy right now in product support? So we are getting ready for dealer training this year. Um... And we have actually expanded it a little bit. So it's going to be a little bit different. And we're really excited to um, talk a little bit about it today. And yeah, we're going to dive in. So in the last episode, Tyler mentioned that we were going to dive a little bit deeper into dealer training. So we have what, six groups, I think, this yes. year for, for dealer training. Um, and the expansion is going to be we added sprayers and cedars, right? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to get a little bit deeper into those. Um, so we're going to hear from one member from each group. Freya and I are both a part of the same group, um, mm-hmm. the liquid group. So we're excited about that, but we'll let our uh, our liquid lord, <laughs> as we call him, uh, talk about that a little bit later here. So let's look a little bit into the hydraulic and electric theory class. So with us is Kirby Woods. Kirby, how are we doing? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Kirby, how long have you been with Precision? Uh, so I started this year in March, right before uh, planning season. So. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good no. time to start. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think I started in April. Yeah, so. yeah. We uh, we got uh, baptism by fire, right? Yeah, and no we, kidding. We got we got right in there and had a good, good spring and yeah, I mean the support that we get from our other team members is unreal, though. Oh yeah, it, it's 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 unbelievable. Everybody's super supportive and uh, and wants to help and has, really has the customer in mind. So they they know if they make us stronger, then we'll, we can help make the dealer and the customer stronger and pass that knowledge on. Yeah, and that and that mentality really kind of carries over right into like getting ready for training because it's super common for us to grab other team members that like. You know, Clay is really good at welding. We've had him weld some stuff onto some of our stands. So it's it's quite a team to be a part of. Yeah, it's a great environment. We're all learning from each other. And, and like you mentioned, the, um, every team member has a, a strong suit, and they, they, they're they very helpful to pass that along and, and help others grow and, and what they know. Absolutely. So let's get let's get into the training a little bit. So hydraulic and electric theory, What what kind of is that class looking at? One of the reasons we tie those together is there's a lot of commonality between hydraulic circuits and and electrical circuits, and so we found that we may you might have a, a person that's strong in electrical theory and really understands elect, electrical, and and they can use that knowledge and and their background in that and really apply that to the hydraulic. So we're doing some cross function in there and, and really compare we were. We want to show how those are similar. So when we talk about the circuits and resistance and flow, you know, it, it's very common between those two systems. Um, and so we really want to point that out. Uh, we're really doing that with uh, with some, some stands we've made, and uh, we can show real life on the stands, hey, this is what happens when you create a restriction or resistance in a circuit. Um, to help really dealers diagnose possible issues on, on a 
products and and work through those those issues real time. Awesome. So, so it's so it's kind of like how it really applies to like going through the general idea of it, but then really how it applies to like our products. So when a guy calls in and he's like, hey, you know, why is it I'm getting I'm getting eight volts? Why is it not working? And it's like, well, there's a reason why we require. 10 volts or 12 volts or whatever it may be for that given product. Yeah, exactly. And so we find if, if we, we understand the, the, the base theory of hydraulics and electric electrics, um, it helps diagnose how, how the system should function, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. our systems are made up of electrical and hydraulic components that have purposes and are designed to interface with each other. So if you know how, that piece of the system works and the theory behind it, it can help us lead to the, the answer uh, to get that customer, that, that issue resolved. And so that uh, e- even if it's, even if it's on the nice thing about that too, is even if it's on our product, that's on a product, right? If it's on a, another part of the planner, for example, we can, we can help diagnose that too. And, it's important because it's, you know, it is a system. Our mm-hmm. system interacts with the rest of the planner. Mm-hmm. So it's important to really understand the whole planner, how it functions, so we can we can resolve issues. So you mentioned building stands. Is there anything that you're you're really excited about showing? Yeah, we've uh, we've got uh, several stands. We've got a uh, hydraulic stand. So we've we've built a we have a hydraulic system that you can see flow and pressure. Um, so when we create things like restrictions or put a load on, on the hydraulic system in different parts of the system, we can show how that, that reacts so that um, we can go back and, and really tie that back to real-world scenarios. So if you see this happening in one of our products or on the planter or, or, or and whatnot, you can go and say, oh, it's this is a this is the correlation. This is why you could be looking for. Well, I'm excited. I know I've we've we've both been in the same shop working working on our stuff, and you guys have been working hard. And it's it's exciting to see everything start to really take shape as we as we get closer to training. So yeah, it's really coming together, and it's it's fun. And just looking at some of the other uh, group groups, what they're doing. There's a lot of creativity and uh, the going into the stands and the presentations, just to helping it helping make it exciting and, and creating a good learning environment and a fun learning environment. Awesome. Well, we are looking forward to it and thank you for taking some time from, from getting ready for, for dealer training to, uh, to come down and beyond. So we will, uh, we'll keep moving on to the next, the next group, but thank you for, for coming down. Thanks for having me, Nate. Absolutely. All right. We also got Brian with us today. Brian, you are a part of the ground engagement group, correct? Yep. Yep. Awesome. And you've been with us quite a while, right? So I've been here about seven and a half years. Awesome. Yep. So seven-ish trainings. Yep. Yeah. So probably um, seven dealer trainings here through the winter. Also been a part of some of the YieldSense trainings that we did here in-house and, and been involved with some meter training as well. So what can we look forward to seeing in, uh, in the ground engaging uh, session this year. Like yes. What type of topics are you hitting? Yeah, so ground engagement. Um, in this one, we're going to talk mainly on row cleaning. Um, we'll touch on furrow creation. We've done that in the last two, three years, but we still know that it's important, especially for for forming a furrow, but then also um, how that affects 
closing as well. So we know we want to touch on, on furrow creation still. Um, and then we're going to get into closing. Uh, so we have our own row cleaner and reveal. We have our own closing system in furrow force. Um, but not everyone has reveal. Not everyone has furrow force. So we're going to talk through the agronomy of, of cleaning, the agronomy of closing. But then we also want to touch on products that aren't necessarily ours. You know, mm-hmm. what does what does a furrow, what is it supposed to look like um, when we close it? You know, is it too firm? Is it too soft? What it looks like with a dual rubber versus furrow force or a poly spike, um, that's kind of the thing we're, we're going to kind of go over. Because like I said, not everyone has our products, but how can the dealer be a trusted advisor and we can maybe point out a few things to look for when they go out there to a grower. Right. Yeah, education is really the kind of the driving factor of our company. That's even right. If, yeah. Even if it's not our stuff, we want to make sure you understand why, why you're doing what you're doing. Yep. Um, yeah, is there anything exciting that you guys have been working on for training that you're excited to show or a tool that will show your points a little better? Yeah, so we've um, so we have the sand track in the exhibit hall. We had that last year too for training. So got that um, mocked up, got a reveal row unit mounted on it. So I think the goal maybe would be to run that reveal through there, um, talk about setting that uh, as far as time depth and, and your gauge wheel and everything like that maybe getting some residue incorporated and seeing what the difference is and how we can clean that furrow. Um, then actually we've got some seed that we're actually going to plant um, in in there. Um, and then we're just going to go over closing too and, and what that looks like when we close it and dig for seed and see what that, that looks like, that environment looks like around the seed. Awesome. Yeah, I know you guys have been working really hard on it. It's been, it's been fun seeing all the different groups their stuff kind of come together so yeah Yeah, it's been a lot of fun yeah we're excited well thank you for coming on out and we'll uh thanks for having me yeah we'll see you training see you so as Frey and i mentioned earlier we were a part of the liquid team or are a part of the liquid team um and i mentioned that we were gonna have our (laughs) our liquid lord as we we call him and it's it's a fun nickname we got for him uh come in and talk a little bit more about what liquid training is gonna look like so ori is with us um in the studio ori thanks for coming on yeah, thanks for having me here. Um, I like that nickname. I appreciate it. Um, I think that's one you probably have to earn, but hopefully we do that through training this year. So yeah, we'll we'll let everyone else be the judge, I guess. Uh, okay, we'll we'll put sure. that in the uh, the feedback questions, right? Fair enough. Um, so Ori, you, this is your this is your second training, right? That you're being a part of. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the topics that we're hitting this year? So we base off what we want to do for training, basically off of what we get for calls in the spring and what we feel is going to be the most beneficial for our dealers out there. This year, what we really want to hit on is pump calibrations is probably the first thing, really dive into um, how we go about that process, but also what kind of is happening in the background of the 2020, what we're actually doing, what we're we're controlling there, Um, and then also get into why we mean it may need to make adjustments in the field and then how do we actually do that probably some of the same type of stuff that we've talked about in years past but what um what are we doing this year that you're excited about that may might be a little different from from last year sure sure so i think we're gonna em- put an emphasis on some newer products like our em flow sense and emhd be able to get guys in front of that and kind of understand that a little bit better. Um, and I think really this year what we're trying to drive home is being able to spend the little amount of time we have in training with guys around actually getting hands-on. I think that's going to be be the key to this year. 
Yeah, we've been we've been putting a lot of work into a number of different stains. So it's not just going to be the same couple stains that like even I've seen in the videos from training. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, I think it'll be a great, great time. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited to have you on. Yeah. Well, thank you for, thank you for coming out and talking a little bit about Liquidory. Thank you. All right. For Can Diagnostics, we brought in Joel Reeker. Joel, how are we? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Good. So Joel, how long have you been with Precision Planting? Uh, coming up on two years this spring. Ah, very good. Congratulations. Um, and what's your role within product support? Yeah, so I'm one of the product support leads here, helping with uh, some of our training and uh, online university needs and things like that. Yeah, he uh, he brought he brought me and Dylan on at the same time and uh, threw us to the fire pretty quick. Yep, that was the goal, and uh, I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah, no, it was good. He he well equipped us. So, um, Joel, so can diagnostics? Yeah, what are we what are we looking at for that class? So. I guess one of the unique things about CAN diagnostics is it, it really doesn't change, right? I mean, there are maybe some uniquenesses that change from year to year, but for the most part, it really doesn't change. And so one of the challenges that our group had was how do we teach the same thing, but make it a different experience? Um, and so we're going to bring in a lot more stands, some different stands this year. Um, and we've got some case studies that will be really interesting to talk about and to go through that still takes you to the basics of CAN, but it'll make you look at it a little bit differently, which I think will really help some of the um, dealers that have been around for a while that have very good CAN diagnostic skills, but looking at it from a different angle, as well as still teaching those basics to our first timers or ones that are still trying to understand can diagnostics. Yeah. I like that you're trying to come up with a different way of looking at it. Cause mm -hmm. I know myself, I can hear something a dozen times and if somebody explains it the right way, that's different from everyone else. Like it can click. Yeah, so absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and we'll have, um, we're going to have a whole planter this year. So we've got an eight row planter that we're bringing in. Um, we're going to be in a different location than everybody else this year, which I'm kind of excited about. We'll be in our product support shop. Um, so we're going to have a couple different stands built. It'll be a different environment. It'll feel more like a shop environment um, where we're, you know, those intermittent can issues that you've had in the field, you now bring the planter back and you're like, okay, I got to figure this out. How do we figure out an intermittent can issue when we're not in the field anymore? Um, <clears throat> we've had that grower that keeps calling and saying, man, I keep running into this but I'm done planting. Can we figure it out for next year? And that's what we're looking at is let's bring that planter inside. Let's go through it and let's figure out what that issue was. Um, and how can we identify it when it's not in the field anymore? Awesome. That'll be really good. Um, is there any, are there any other stands that you're, you've been working on that you're really excited about? I mean, you having a planter in there is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some similar ones from last year. If, if anybody came to CAN Diagnostics last year, we've got our unloomed board that we're going to go over some of the basics. And um, I think it's a great visualization to help guys understand kind of how CAN works and how it works with our system. Um, we also have a couple unique new boards. So we've got a 36-row planter board um, that we have this year, um, as well as utilizing another 24-row planter board that we used last year uh, in CAN Diagnostics as well, doing a couple of different things with it. But then again, that eight-row planter, full planter in the shop with everything on it. It's got every CAN thing that you can think of, furrow force, smart depth, um, 
It's got flow sense. It's got a little bit of everything. V apply. Um, it'll really help us dive into what does that intermittent can issue look like, uh, what caused it, um, and how can we identify it when we now have that planner in the shop and we're using our mobile max and we're going through it kind of step by step to identify what it is. That sounds like you got a lot of great stuff there. So I'll be excited to see how how it all plays yeah, out. And we're excited to, to bring in all of our dealers again to Tremont and get them here and get them hands on and, and learning um, kind of one of our favorite times of year, um, especially a lot of relationships that get built, being able to see some of the, the dealers again, uh, have lunch with them every day, really enjoy that part of it as well. Um, so no, we're really excited to, for another full year training. Absolutely. Well, Joel, thank you for taking the time to come on in. Yeah, and absolutely. Talk. And uh, we'll keep moving on to uh, some of the other sessions here. So, all right. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, so we've talked about kind of the core classes that you would typically expect to see at our, our training, right? We've talked about liquid, ground engagement, can, kind of that core core group of products that we would normally see on a planter. Um, so we're actually going to have two new classes this year that are separate from your typical planter dealer training. Um, and those are actually sprayers and seeders. So to talk about sprayers, I brought in Alan Huber. Alan, how are we doing today? We're doing good. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, you've been with Precision a little while now, right? You've, how long have you been? Nine years uh, coming up this month here. So, oh, Very good. Very good. Congratulations on Thank the you. soon to be nine years. Um, so you you were a part of Liquid Team back in the day. Yeah. Right? V-Apply, I would say, would, would have been my first like full from, from concept to commercial launch. And then actually several years after that, as we went through FlowSense and and you know, V-Apply Flexes were added on there and several different software iterations. So um, it was a four-year journey, I would say, from the commercial launch that just really developed that product. And it was cool to be a part of it from start to finish. So so seeing that progression and now getting into the sprayer world, that's kind of like the progression that we took as a company, right? So liquid going from, you know, the options of controlling the pump to row by row control or section control. And now we're getting into sprayers. What does that kind of look like for, for reclaim? Yeah. So sprayers were obviously a natural progression. Um, I actually think back to, I can't remember, can't remember what year it was, but maybe like two years after V apply HD was first launched. Um, Justin McMenemy talked very openly about sprayers at winter conference. And we didn't come out and say like what we were doing, necessarily, but that was really when sprayers chassis started entering the doors back in R&D, and, and we started playing around with that. Um, Reclaim is is a natural progression for us, too, just as we were doing more with sprayers on our own plots and trying to just, you know, take, take that seed from planting through harvest. A lot of those uh, tools were being used in-house, and so, you know, as, as our chemistry became more complex, um, as regulations become uh, you know more strict uh, the product of reclaim was just a natural you know kind of naturally came into the doors of something that uh, we see desire to handle more efficiently we see a desire to do things quicker um, and so that's really where where reclaim comes from awesome so so looking at training and I kind of made this a little bit more of a conversation because it is new um, about reclaim for maybe those who haven't gotten into it um, or heard much about it. I know when I first started, it was a good several months before before I heard anything about Reclaim. Um, so I appreciate the insight there. Um, so what is training going to look like as we as we go into that? 
Yeah, so with with Reclaim, uh, we're, we're calling it sprayer training, but ultimately the only sprayer products that we're selling right now is Reclaim. And, uh, and that's primarily our focus is a little bit of an inside um, look into just sprayers in general. You know, that's a chassis now that is part of our por- portfolio. Uh, we keep saying the word chassis, you know, we, we're saying the same thing with Cedars as we add that as a, another kind of uh, different chassis to, um, to our, our portfolio. And mostly Reclaim is going to go through the installation of it, uh, giving us an insight into how it's used, um, best practices, but also uh, physical uh, hands-on with those parts. What do they look like? Where do they go? Wh- what's their process? You know, a big part of Reclaim is handling the fluid uh, efficiently, and we're trying to balance being quick as well as efficient. Uh, and those don't necessarily mean the same thing. <laughs> you can be very, very fast with liquid products, but sometimes it adds a lot of complexity to do so. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to do a little bit of both there, and, and we'll see how we'll show how that's done as we are, are, are talking about that. Um, now, Reclaim is, is able to be used in a couple different manners. And so we want to talk about, you know, what's it look like to clean out a system with Reclaim? What does it look like just to use Reclaim to recirculate? Uh, prime, your, prime your system for the day or, or prime your system for a, a new pass. And then because Reclaim has been added on there, what are some other tools that you might already have on board that adapt to or, or can be a part of that system in a different way than maybe you've used it. Um, you mentioned it too, you know, sprayers, a lot of us have been around sprayers a lot, but maybe not necessarily using the sprayer. I've never been a sprayer operator. Mm. Seen sprayers around all the time, obviously, as as you do planting and then the sprayer pass comes in uh, maybe prior to that and post that, uh, but never actually being the one in the cab. Uh, I know what a sprayer is. I can drive one around the uh, the yard and stuff like that. You know, there's, there's not a lot of differences there. See it in the field. Hey, that's cool. You're moving but, on. But actually, you know, what does it take to do more than just I can unfold it and prime the system and, and drive it forward and backwards? Um, and so getting more into that, uh, this is a little bit of an insight into uh, some of the terminology of, of what those differences are, like wet booms and dry booms and kind of and how they do bleed across from other passes. Uh, really, when it comes down to it at a core, uh, what we're doing on the sprayer pass a lot of times is very similar to what we're doing on a planter pass when it comes to liquid handling. Mm. Uh, it just might be from a, a slightly different perspective, whether it's you know, talking about droplet size instead of, of furrow application, things mm-hmm. like that. So uh, a little bit of this can be terminology. I don't think it's going to be like a focus that we're going to go through and, and have a, a sheet of here all the words you need to memorize, uh, but we'll start to talk about those. And as we work through an installation of a reclaim system, how does the, the, those words come into and what do they mean? Yeah, we'll we'll send out the quiz on the on the words and yeah. definitions later. Um, and so, want to point out to sprayer training is separate from uh, planner training. So that's something separate you have to sign up for. The dates are November twenty eighth, December fifth, January twenty seventh, and January thirty first. And I think they they all are either the day before or the day after planner training i think the 27 was it the 27th correct uh the day after the first two um are the start of dealer training and and they also those then piggyback on uh dealer insider so that gives guys the opportunity to kind of knock that all out in one shot um that third one which i think you said was the 27th that one is on the tail end of one of the training sessions again allowing you to to do normal dealer training and then say hey you know i also do want to do some sprayer training or 
Uh, I do plan on having uh, a couple of reclaim systems in my territory. I want to know about those. And then I believe that last one um, is just a normal, uh, starts at the beginning or starts maybe the day before the normal uh, dealer training. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we're, we're excited. I'm excited to hopefully sit in on, on some of them, if not, you know, most of them. Um, it's going to be really cool. We're really excited to see where we go with, um, with sprayers uh, within the company. It's going to be really cool. But I do love that um, earlier you were talking about how there's going to be a lot of conversation just around sprayers themselves, not necessarily just rec- reclaim, but understanding, you know, the, how, the workings of it. Correct. Yeah, it is. I would definitely say that 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 was a a a key reason why we just called it sprayer training. Um, It is primarily reclaim. That is the the focus on it. But it does cover sprayers in general because you have to know what a sprayer is to understand why we're balancing or or where these balancing um, uh, fittings are coming into in terms of of how we actually lay out a full reclaim system. So it's it is absolutely an, an intro into sprayers just to a way to kind of get our hands on them. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't plan on going through the basics of here's what a sprayer is and here's what a boom is. And right. uh, here's a, a haggy compared to a John Deere or, or how they're similar now, um, things like that. But uh, it's at this point, uh, dipping our toes in the water. As we talk about sprayers and that chassis and, and just the future progression, you know, winter conference last year, we talked about uh, what we're doing with, um, nozzle controls, you know, PWM valves mm-hmm. and cameras and all of that. Um, there's a lot of different directions guys might take with, you know, wh- where do they want to focus their attention on? And so because of that, uh, sprayer training probably is not going to make sense to be done in December uh, like we are right now. Um, that's probably going to be a, a, a conversation that comes down the road of, of where does sprayer training make the most sense when we talk about uh, the sprayer season differently from harvests differently from planting. And, um, and so this is kind of just a way to, to, to kind of piggyback that on. Uh, I think looking at our, our registration numbers, um, I think we're somewhere around 80% of registrations have also tagged on that the sprayer session. So uh, based on that, I know a lot of guys hopefully are going to be listening to this and saying, hey, you know, I plan on coming anyways, would love to know a little bit more about it. So hopefully the last, you know, five or 10 minutes that we've been chatting here have been useful um, just to kind of give a, a an insight into how that's going to be played out the day before, the day after your normal dealer training. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for your time. I know everyone in product support is crazy busy right now trying to get ready for said training. So we will uh, we'll we'll end here for for our conversation. But we will see everyone in uh, in training. And thank you again for coming down. Awesome. We're looking forward to it. So so we have Josh Flederer with us. And Josh, you're working with the Cedar Group, correct? I am. Awesome. What what type of stuff can we expect in Cedar training? Because it's new, right? We've never done a dedicated Cedar training during dealer training, right? Yeah, so we've done in the past, I think we've done like a breakout session where we've covered like over lunch just for like an hour. It's been a few years since we've done that. So, um, and, and that was just focused on Cedar Force. Um, which is down downforce control. So we now that we have um, our blockage expansion module, which provides um, improved metrics as far as blockage sensing, um, we're going to dive into that where we're going to talk through installation, kind of the overall the, of those systems, what they look like, uh, the harnessing, 
um, talking through, um, you know, how to operationally set them up. And so um, in addition to that, we're going to have a short kind of overview on Cedar Force. That's kind of an established product. And so we're not going to spend a lot of time on that, um, but we are going to introduce it for guys that aren't, aren't familiar with it. And then um, lastly, we're going to get into how do you set up the 2020 in Cedar Software? So um, we, we are having quite a bit of, of change in software, as you guys know, and, and we will be kind of explaining more of that to dealers, at, you know, as, as we uh, move through the fall and into next spring. But basically, the 2023.1 branch is going to be bringing Cedar Software into the main, um, you know, planter software that we, that we usually run. Um, up until this point, Cedar software has been on a separate branch. And so if you're running a Cedar, you actually have to install a separate branch of software. So we are, the software team is, is busy working on blending those two together. So there will be one software for, that will include, um, you know, Cedars, planters, and then eventually uh, sprayers as well. So it's going to be like switching between harvest and planting now. It's just going to be... Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and getting back to how it was previously where you would be able to switch to Cedar, um, you know, in 2020 software. Since 2019, um, we've had guys stay on 2019 because we haven't been developing. Um, because we're going a different direction, um, we're, we're kind of doing that development uh, separate from the main... Uh, software release. So all that to say, we're going to be diving into what is 2023.1 software look like? Um, how do we set that up? Because there are some significant changes in, in setup. Um, and so we're, we'll be walking through that. We're actually going to be taking a, an 1860 um, a, a air seater that we'll have here in the exhibit hall. And we're going to walk through kind of um, as if we did the, the install, we're not actually going to do the install, but we're going we're gonna to walk through basically uh, labeling where everything goes on, on some worksheets that we've developed and then using those worksheets uh, in front of a 2020, this is how we walk through and set that up. So um, it, it is, uh, you know, we, we are dedicating that amount of time uh, to it because it is a, a little bit, um, you know, cedars can be a little bit confusing just because it's not, um, you know, laid out the same as a planter. And, and so we want to take the time to do that. We want to, we want to walk through that. And I think it'll be a good activity, um, especially for guys that, that aren't, um, you know, have never done it before. I think it's going to build yeah. some confidence and, and kind of introduce them to that and hopefully set us up for, for a good spring. Yeah. And so you actually kind of walked through those, those worksheets with me the other day. Um, for guys who maybe aren't aware of them, they're really awesome. Like it was kind of my first training on what Josh has been working on. And it was very easy to understand once I actually sat down with those worksheets. So definitely, definitely take advantage of those as you're going through setting up cedars. Um, Josh, real quick, what's something that you're really excited about for the cedar training? Are you, have you done anything that you're really excited to show or something that really helps you drive home some of the points or understanding behind the cedars? Yeah, I, I think what comes to mind is we've been working on, uh, Dylan and I and some others that, that have been helping are, are working on a, a four-row stand, a cedar stand. So it's got four cedar row units. It's got um, a rock shaft on it uh, as if it had, you know, cedar force rock shaft control. But then we've added the BXM system. I've added a, a hopper to it along with a hydraulic motor. So we're actually able um, to put 
seed through, um, blow it through this tower, and and um, you know, basically with the blockage sensors, we can show exactly what we see in the 2020 on a on a live seeder. Uh, so that's going to allow us to kind of demonstrate what we're able to see. So rather than talking through this with guys, um, explaining them, hey, this is what the system shows you, um, and and just you know trying to trying to describe that we're actually going to be able to show it. And so I think that's exciting. Um, so a lot of guys have asked me things like, well, I've got, I've got growers that, you know, use like a, a, a four to one ratio of, of say uh, fertilizer to seed. And they're, you know, they're basically blowing through the same um, the seed delivery system. So they're the blockage sensors, you know, don't, can't distinguish between seed and fertilizer. So what happens when we run out of seed? So say that seed is 25% of your of your blend. Suddenly your your rate drops 25%. Um, most OEM systems out there, if not all OEM systems, won't show that. Um, that's not something that, that they're not showing that um, that precise of a of a flow. Our system um, will show that, and so we're going to be able to demonstrate that. I've got a way to basically shut off. 25% of the rate, and um, we'll be able to see what that looks like on the map, what the what the 2020, how that, you know, alarms you of that. And so those are the types of things that, that we're going to be able to, to demonstrate, and I think being able to have guys seeing a live system um, and talking through not only the setup of that, but also the operation, I think that's going to be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I know I always benefit from rather than just hearing somebody explain it, seeing it, being able to mess around with it, see what it looks like in real time. So that's yeah. going to be awesome. I'm excited to see how it all looks when it's finished too. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is as we look at this, or as we've been looking at this training, we really have been trying to cater this. Um, I shouldn't say cater it, but we're, we're, we're trying to also think about guys that currently aren't in the cedar world. Mm. So in other words, um, you know, dealers that have been selling planters for years and they're familiar with our planning systems, but they really don't know a whole lot about cedars. So this training is is geared for uh, not only, you know, the, the dealers that have been selling cedar products for a long time, but also um, dealers that, that aren't in that cedar world. So hopefully we can, um, you know, explain the system so that, you know, drawing a connection to our existing systems and, and um, you know, making that... Um, you know, a possible open up the possibility that they can really start see selling cedar systems, and and I think it it will for those dealers that are looking for those opportunities to get into cedar market. I think this should be uh, a good opportunity for them. Yeah, and if if anybody hasn't heard the episode we did, um, it was a couple episodes ago on cedars. Um, we got to talk to couple of our RMs from Canada, Sean and Dustin, and they kind of go into the basics of cedars. So if you're some guys that are, you know, looking towards getting into it or don't really know a whole bunch about it, um, that's a great episode to go back and look at. And then I also want to point out that the cedar training isn't included in the planner training when you sign up, right, Josh? Yeah, so um, what we've done is basically we've added a day before planner tra training that is going to include six hours of cedar training and then two hours of, of sprayer training. So that is, um, you know, you, you do have to sign up for that separately. Just because you're going to planter training doesn't mean that you're automatically getting this cedar training. So it does require coming a day early. Um, so we are we will offer that uh, the first two training uh, dates uh, in, in Tremont. So that will be the, I think it's November 28th and December 
fifth. Fifth, fifth, yep. Um, and then we are also, we've just recently planned a couple remote tra- training, uh, cedar trainings. And so we're going to do one in Colby, Kansas in on uh, February 8th. And then we will also do one kind of in conjunction with Winter Conference in London, Ontario. Uh, so Winter Conference is January 18th. Uh, and then January 19th, we will have a cedar training at the same facility. So uh, that should work out well. Those are those are both regions where there's a lot of cedars. And so we wanted to at least kind of dip our toes in kind of this remote training because because cedar country is usually is not, um, you know, in central Illinois or it's not <laughs> it's not in, in 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 the Midwest so much. And so we wanted to kind of, um, you know, begin uh, at least offering some remote. And I, I don't know, you know, in the future we may offer more of those, but this is kind of at least our um, initial, uh, you know, trying that out and seeing how that goes. So those will be the same trainings that we're offering in Tremont. They're just going to be offered remotely. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know everyone here is looking forward to the training. So, Josh, thank you for, for coming in and talking about the CEDAR training. We're excited to see how it turns out. Yeah. Yes. Thanks thank for having me. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Um, Before we end completely, I want to throw those dates for planter training back out there. We already talked about the um, the sprayer training and the cedar training dates. Uh, The planter training dates are November 29th and 30th, December 6th and 7th, January 25th and 26th, and February 1st and 2nd. And if you need to sign up for those, just go to cloud.precisionplanting.com and go to the training tab, and there will be an option for 2022 training sign-up. I know some of the some of the classes are already full, or those dates are already full, so make sure that if you're still signing up, check to make sure you can actually get the seats before booking any hotel rooms or anything like that. But we are terribly excited, um, as we've said many times throughout this podcast, for, for dealer training. It's going to be a great time. One more housekeeping item that we need to talk about, and that's the release dates of our upcoming episodes. We are going to bounce back and forth a little bit with the holidays coming up just to give everybody a little bit of breathing room and not butt up too much to the to the upcoming holidays. So our next episode will be released November 22nd, and that's a Tuesday. Then on December 8th, we get back to our Thursday. December 20th, we're going to jump on that Tuesday. And then January 12th and January 26th are both Thursdays. So that's kind of what the schedule looks like. If anything changes, we'll be sure to let everyone know um, in one of the upcoming episodes. But with that, I think we're going to call it a wrap, and we'll look forward to you joining us next time.